listening to InsuranceRadio.com. We sit down for personal conversations with the top insurance and financial advisors, executives, and regulators. Listen in to learn more about their ideas and personal stories at InsuranceRadio.com. This podcast is brought to you by AD Banker & Company. They help you meet your insurance continuing education deadline in ways not as boring as you'd think. Go to a live in-person class or choose a webinar, which will come to you. Learn more at adbanker.com. Bruce Sacrison is an award-winning independent insurance broker in Napa, California. His early insurance career was with AAA, and more recently, he earned recognition as a member of the Chairman's Council of one of the leading producers with Farmers Insurance. He is also a graduate of the Santa Rosa Junior College and the private Southern California College. He resides in Napa with his wife and children. Please listen in while we have a conversation with Bruce in Napa. I'm in uh, Napa, California with uh, Bruce. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Bruce Sackerson. I've lived in Napa since 1990. Uh, I have a wife with three beautiful kids and a great community. love living here and I specialize in um, an independent agent advisor. And you, uh, I understand you uh, came from Pengrove, California. Where is Pengrove? <laughs> Pengrove is basically about an hour's drive from Napa. It's a one-town, one-block city. So you can actually drive through and blink and miss it. So there's only one light? Yeah, one uh, light. One light. I have, find that hard to believe in California. <laughs> like uh, Everything has lights out here. Uh, now, you uh, grew up there. Uh, tell me about... You know, when you were just a kid growing up, what was one of your first jobs that you had that, uh, that uh, as a kid growing up? You know, it was actually, I grew up in Pennsylvania, outside of Philadelphia, and I had my first newspaper route like at age nine. And I was the type of person that had two paper routes, one in the morning and one in the evening. And I had to get up at like 4.30 in the morning, get on my bike after I, I would get the newspapers all folded and ready and just go out and deliver and then I'd go off to school, and then when I came home, like around 3 o'clock till like 6 o'clock, I was delivering newspapers, in, obviously, in the afternoon. So what kind of money did you be able to make as a paper you delivery know, kid? You know, I was making great money, and uh, I was very happy. I just remember I, 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 other kids were not making money like I was making at the time. Yeah. Now, how in the world did you get up at 4.30? Did your dad have to come knock on your door, or mom come knock on your door? You know, I was self-driven. I just saw the value of making money and uh, just really enjoyed doing it. What I did enjoy was the winter times. It was super cold. And as, as we know, the East Coast can be hammered with snow. But rain or snow, you know, you're out there delivering newspapers. So what caused your family to then relocate uh, to California? You know, my dad was working with an insurance company out of Philadelphia and uh, hooked up with a headhunter who recruited him to another insurance company here in San Francisco. So we, we as a family relocated from Philadelphia to San Francisco, actually turned out to be Pengrove. And uh, uh, that's up in, uh, is that north of San Francisco? It's, a, it's, about, County? it's up in Sonoma County. It's about an hour north of San Francisco. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Uh, or did you attend college? And, uh... I did. Actually, after I graduated from Pembroke High School, I, I attended Santa Rosa Junior College and got my AA degree. And then I went to a private school in Southern California and got my BA. You know, what uh, person maybe in, when you were just getting started uh, out of college uh, had the biggest impact on you in terms of your career direction? And, and you know, and what was your first job right out of college? Um, at that time, I think my biggest mentor was my dad. And um, 
when I finished college, I was at the point where I was thinking about doing actual youth ministries and, and giving back to the community by helping out in the church. So basically, I was basically a full-time person working with the youth group and helping kids with, you know, their academic issues or personal family issues, um, but being very community-minded and focused and volunteering my time. So uh, you didn't plan on getting in the insurance business. Uh, that apparently came uh, by uh, uh, well, came your way later on. Yeah, as, as I worked in the church, I realized that, uh, you know what, there's not much money in this, and I just had gotten married. And realized I needed to find my um, niche, so to speak. So I ended up working in a sales position, working with an ergonomics company out of San Francisco. And the objective there was to do outside sales, literally knocking on doors and trying to sell ergonomic products. And fortunately, in 1995, I ended up doing a sales call with AAA. And during my sales call, the district manager just interrupted me and says, wait, timeout. And And at the time, I'm like, what do you mean timeout? He just basically candidly said, you'd be a great insurance agent. Have you ever thought about doing insurance? And I said, no, I haven't. Even though my dad does insurance, he doesn't sell insurance. He works on the back office doing actuarial work. But uh, at the time, I thought, you know, it'd be nice to be working in an office, working with people, not traveling the Bay Area, and making more money. So I decided to get my property and casualty license, and I worked with AAA from 1995 to 98. And I was like the number one sales person in the office and uh, had a great experience. And it said, was there some experience with the counseling uh, background that you had before that that carried over to being in the insurance business? Absolutely. Um, as I worked with kids and, and, and even took uh, psychology courses in college, it really gave me that perspective and understanding on how to work with people, understand people, and, and use that in my sales skills in selling insurance. Now, if you hadn't got in the insurance business, what would you probably be doing today? You know, uh, I, would, I was entertaining becoming a full-time uh, college teacher and getting my master's and Ph.D. and had that desire to become a full-time professor. You know, when you were an agent and you started out, uh, obviously you had your first sale. Uh, you know, can you tell me the scenario or the circumstances surrounding your, your first policy that you were able to sell? You know, I was so nervous. I was contemplating, am I, am I saying the right, <laughs> am I saying the right, verbiage to be marketing auto insurance. I, I, I just felt so insecure because I didn't have, I was trying to think of ways to explain to the client what insurance is and where they all, they could always think about was price. No problem. I can tell you the price, but my objective was trying to explain what they're paying for. Well, what's one of the hardest things that you faced when you were starting out as a scratch agent and uh, uh, one of those obstacles that you had to figure out a way to overcome? You know, what was really interesting when I worked at AAA, just dealing with people's objections, uh, knowing that even though they're objecting the product, one could feel or I felt rejected by that. So I had to learn how to overcome people's objections and not taking it personally. Yeah. Does it still affect you, though? I mean, do you think about that? Uh, You're just able to kind of mentally, though, compartmentalize it? You know, of course, whenever I don't get the sale even today, there's a part of me that feels uh, disappointed myself. Maybe I didn't say it correctly, what I meant to say. Could be timing, could be their personal issues. Just, I feel like I fumbled the football sometimes. So when that happens, my mindset is to look back and think, okay, what could I have done differently to make it a better experience and make the sale? So you mean as a successful producer, uh, you don't close every sale? Uh, Absolutely not. Now we have our our moments where I feel rejected because I, I didn't get the sale. And I was and I was pre-planning and premeditating on making that sale. 
And what do you love uh, the most about the insurance business uh, and where you find yourself in the business now? You know, what I emphatically enjoy is taking the time to talk to the client and taking the time to build that relationship as an insurance trusted advisor and letting them know the value and the significance of what insurance is and what it means to them, whether it be a homeowner's policy, an auto liability policy, a commercial policy, workman's comp policy, a life policy. Because people really don't know what insurance means, and people will have assumptions thinking insurance covers everything and anything, which is not, it's a total fallacy. I know technology is changing uh, the insurance business, it's changing your customers' businesses. Uh, you know, what are the trends that you see at the retail level happening that are being impacted by technology and your relationship with your clients? Well, the millennium age, um, their mindset is, you know, I want to sell me insurance, text it to me, email it to me, tweet me. <laughs> but um, seriously, people of the millennium age are into talk to me via email. They don't want to talk on the phone. So that to me is a, is a new school way of learning because doing it that way, I rather... My, my mindset is let's have a conversation on the phone and then I can email you the policy because then I know if they understand what they're paying for or not and what coverages they may or may not have after I do an insurance review. Now, we're here in Northern California and, uh, you know, we read about in the newspapers from where I'm from about all the fires that are happening in California. Uh, it seems like every year or two. Uh, have you had clients that have been impacted by uh, fires? I have. Um, I've, we... we here in Northern California, uh, where people have beautiful homes outside the city limits of Napa, up in the beautiful hills, and um, this time of the year, six months out of the year, it's very dry, and they're in a high brush density zone, and they're miles away from the fire department. And yes, I have had situation where clients, I just recently had a client who lost her house, um, and she was on vacation, and uh, it wasn't due to a brush fire, it was just a uh, a fire that was caused, they think, by electrical fire. But in any case, she was in L.A. at the time on vacation, and fortunately, I got a phone call after she was notified by the fire department. We immediately got on the phone. We did a three-way call with the claims adjuster, and the company did an excellent job providing financial funding to meet her financial needs for room and board, and also uh, setting up a time to meet with the adjuster and make the assessment on the total loss. That's uh, an amazing situation. Uh, I mean, what's the emotion like as you're sitting there with the client who's really literally lost everything and all their possessions? You know, um, their mindset is they're in a state of despair, um, disbelief, uh, very frightened by the fact that they've lost all their personal possessions, things of value, not just monetary value, but sentimental value. And when that's happening, my objective is to think, you know, money doesn't replace everything. Just money provides a means to an end to help indemnify their situation from rebuilding their house or replacing their personal contents of value. Um, so I definitely feel their anxiety and I feel their pain. But at the same token, being a problem solver and providing those options through their insurance coverages is, is awesome because then we can meet their... When a customer says, thank you very much for meeting my needs and providing for my best interests, that to me is so gratifying. That tells me I've done a great job as their insurance advisor, protecting them from a catastrophic loss. When you've encountered someone that you haven't done business with before and you're, you're thinking uh, here may be an opportunity to start the relationship, what's one of the 
first things that you want to find out about the customer that you're going to be dealing with? You know, I, I want to know that they're taking the time personally to see value in how I uh, spend time with them. So, for instance, uh, I use the simplified analogies like when I go see a doctor for a physical routine exam, I obviously I'm expecting that doctor to tell me and advise me of whatever medical necessity of changes I need to make in my life, whether it be through medical therapy or dietary changes or lifestyle changes. I'm there to listen to what the doctor has to say. So as an insurance specialist, I have the same expectation from my client that they respect me as the insurance expert and taking the time through my interviewing with them and my fact finding that I'm there to give them the best that we can offer to meet their insurable needs and interests. You know, and over the years, uh, I know uh, from your reputation, you've built a very sizable agency. You know, uh, what do you do to stay in contact uh, with the, the clients that you already have and, uh, uh, you know, in terms of circling back and working with them? You know, I, I think using technology is a great means, whether it be Facebook or um, LinkedIn or sending out some um, emails and even birthday cards. People appreciate that. What do you do some of your best thinking uh, uh, when you're, uh, you're, you're getting ready for your day? And, uh, uh, you know, what time of day or, or where do you do your best thinking? You know, when I wake up in the morning, I, I'm just already internalizing my day mentally. I'm thinking through my day, just role playing in my mind how I'm relating with the client and how to make that sale, how to be more focused on their needs, understanding their needs, having their perspective recognizing their objections and that just kind of in my own mind as I role play through those different scenarios I seem to come up with solutions to meet their insurable needs and uh, and also when I'm working out I love working out in the mornings yeah. and I that's another great time where I have time and reflection yeah. and time to think through and, and really analyze the situation and then I can come back to the table at the right time and bring solutions to their issues. You know, what's uh, maybe a personal creed or personal rule of thumb that you uh, follow and uh, that maybe uh, your mom or dad had given uh, advised you of when you were just a kid? You know, I, I, I always believe in the golden rule. You know, one book that I've, I've always uh, used is How to Win Friends, Influence People. And one thing it talks about is the golden rule. That's a, uh, that's a principle I love to live by, love my enemies as myself, because of how I want to be treated, I want to be treated the same. And, and showing people respect and appreciation. Yeah. I uh, uh, noticed uh, in our correspondence before we had a chance to sit down, I, I noticed in the notes that your uh, dad passed away when you were young, only 25. Uh, you know, tell me uh, what happened and uh, what was the situation that happened there? You know, that was a startling day. Um, I came home from being with a group of friends and <clears throat> I walked in my house about 10 o'clock and all the lights were on and my parents were gone. And um, I'm thinking, hmm, you know, we live 30 minutes from the nearest town. Why would my parents leave in the middle of the night or 10 o'clock at night? And so I just decided to go to bed and not thinking, you know, nothing serious was going on. So I get a phone call about three o'clock in the morning from a close friend of mine mentioning to me that my father had passed away. So immediately I woke up and my adrenaline was, was very intense. And I got in my car and I raced down to the hospital and Regrouped with a group of family and friends and come to find out that my dad at around 9.30 that night was driving down with my mom. My mom was driving my dad, excuse me. And as they were driving, my dad said to my mom, you know, everything you need is in a box. And I set apart a living trust. 
you have your life insurance, everything you need is in that box. So that happened in 1988, and to this day, by my dad's act of unconditional giving and time, and taking the time to have a life insurance policy, my mom has never had to work, her house is paid off, and she has a, she's had an ongoing income because of my dad. What do you uh, love most about the insurance business and your relationship that you're able to form and, and, and in terms of working with your clients? You know, my greatest delight and gratification is sitting down with a client, going through the insurance coverages, knowing that I've given it my all in all, but also meeting their insurable needs and interests, and knowing that when they write the check to pay for the premium, that they, they can trust me as their trusted insurance advisor. And knowing that as they walk away, if they ever have a loss, the what-if moment, they'll be well taken care of. Bruce, thank you for sitting down and visiting with me and giving me some insight about uh, your background and your business. And I very much appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's been a great experience. Oh, hi. You're still here. Say, if you are interested in reaching thousands of licensed insurance producers across the country, why not consider sponsoring a guest podcast? If you had sponsored this episode, we would be telling thousands of listeners daily about you and your company. Find our contact information to request prices and availability at insuranceradio.com.